still love that. Still, oh, it's it's the end. <sighs> I know. Just, it gets me. Yeah. Well, it's kind of uh, like what the spirit did at the stables to me. Right. Ugh. So, uh, welcome everybody to another episode of the Cemetery Files, episode number fourteen. We have a special guest uh, today. Oh, Our other guest had to work, so we have the wonderful John Griffin the second. How are you? So yeah, so we're I'm I'm looking forward to, to talking with you. It's been a little bit since I've interviewed you last, and yeah, it's just been it's been a long time coming, and uh, you got quite a bit of stuff going on. And I see you all over, you know, Facebook everywhere, and that you're just you're busy, busy. So um, why don't you kind of let a little bit of uh, information get out to some of the people out there that haven't seen you before oh, certainly i mean first off thank you for having me on um so my uh uh i, I run a uh, paranormal team in in uh, upstate new york called uh, you and i research and uh, we are uh, our team is basically a sponsor of a very haunted location called uh, wildwood sanitarium and um uh, i also have been uh working on a new series uh called uh, The Path to Communication, as well as the uh, producing and directing uh, Paranormal Puzzle. Um, so, I mean, I mean, primarily, uh, my main focus is uh, research physics-based uh, experiments into spiritual activity and such. Um, but um, with that, there's other there's so many different ways we're trying to tell the story get other people involved work with other people um and it's it's been very busy in fact the most recent thing um i did and it's actually kind of a dedication to my uh my uh deceased brother jeremy um i actually quit my job in pursuit of the paranormal wow um, so and uh it's something that i've talked about with my brother before he died that i wanted to do and uh and, and really push forward and, and help him because we had, uh, I had promises I made to him. Uh, unfortunately I wasn't able to fulfill those promises. So, uh, you know, here we are doing the best <laughs> you can. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, now you had uh, quite a bit of success with, uh, you and I research and already, I mean, and I know in, in regards to the passing of your brother, um, you guys were really have been on set to do some really great things together. Um, can you talk a little bit about how some of that has changed for you um, emotionally and, you know, physically for some of the things that, that you know, what direction you're going? Certainly. Um, yeah, so, I mean, uh, for, for, for those who, who don't know um, back in, uh, July of 2021, my my brother Jeremy, he was our chief science officer for our team. Uh, he took his I own. I love life. that title. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a there's a great story behind that one. Oh, um, cool. So, um, unfortunately, he took his own life um, at the age of 30, and oh, he um when I, when I approached him about it, I, I, I really wanted to evolve the UNI research team. And I wanted to, I've always wanted to create, you know, these different divisions. And since we were expanding, I wanted to create a science division because that's primarily what it was all about. Mm -hmm. And I can't, we, we were having this discussion and Jeremy and I have always had super in-depth discussion talking about the universe, the meaning of life, just how everything works. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, I just I decided to ask him. I was like, you know what? He's never been an administrator uh, for any of my past paranormal teams. I, I, I would like to try to pursue this because this is up his alley. Mm -hmm. So I asked him, you know, if he would be willing to be a uh, the, the leader of the of the science division and, and help develop that division. And he looked at me. He smiled and he said, "John, only under one condition." I want to wear my lab coat. <laughs> I love it. And, I love it. And whether it was like a, a slight joke or not, um, he, I, I looked at him and I, I had this big uh, grin on my face and I just was like, that's the coolest thing ever. Yeah. So that actually became his, uh, it became his trademark. He, um, he started off wearing a, a gray lab coat, which anybody who sees 
the pictures of me now in the current UNI research uniform, they'll see me in a gray lab coat. That's actually his lab coat, and I, I wear oh, it in his that's honor. That's awesome. Um, he did switch to a white lab coat at, at some point. But what yeah. what this has done and changed, uh, we were originally working on, um, we had made a significant progress with EVPs and understanding those, that it was taking us in a very unique direction. Um, we started identifying trends and uh, and realizing the possibility that that some that spiritual activity could be solved, that there can be physics-based explanations behind them that was actually supporting uh, the afterlife. Mm -hmm. uh, when Jeremy ended his life, um, uh, you know, first off, I wish we were further along with the research, but it was like we com we essentially completed each other in a sense. Mm -hmm. He had very specific knowledge, um, and I had very specific knowledge. And when you had us both together, it was, you know, the, the conversation yeah. was just crazy. When he when he died, half of that obviously that part went with him, mm -hmm. and it's right. and I felt at the same time fifty percent of myself was gone too. Mm -hmm. Uh. He did come through. He left in the big thing is is that in his suicide, you know, he left uh, the last line of it uh, was directed at me, saying, "John will be in touch. I promise." Um, and that's I, happened. Yes, I, I can't count how many times. In fact, he has been around. He's actually been. I when I've reached out to him, um, uh, and and he made contact. He's been helping. It's like he's, I would say it's, I feel like that's what he's been doing. It, it there seems like he's been helping from the other side, being the chief science officer. But he's still assisting you. Yeah. Well, I, I got, I, I got to ask a question because I've been watching this fog behind you just completely start engulfing that lamp. Is there like a light down below you on the floor that's pointing up? Uh, there, it's pointing down, but there's a light over here. Okay. All right, so that's that's debunked. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so so when you know when when we interviewed you or I interviewed you last time um, with my friend um, Josh Hughes, and you know every once in a while when I think about you or you know I, I need to get up there, I need to get to Wildwood. Your brother comes through and like, yeah, you've got to get up here. Yeah, you've got to get up here. You know, and it's just. He's he's so funny. I mean, he's just he's got this this joyish this joyish. I don't know how to describe it, but I mean, yeah, he like commends you all the time on the things that you do, and you, and you know that, and that is that is a, a beautiful relationship. As sad as as the events that transpired to his passing, which I'm truly sorry for, um, I think that because he's still right by your side in that sense. And I think that now that some of the stuff that you've discovered with him and some of the projects that you're on, <clears throat> I mean, you've got a really great thing going. For sure. And, and actually um, the last or the last time uh, we interviewed it was with Elizabeth Marroquin mm -hmm. and the kicker with uh, the kicker with that. I don't know if you, if you know, Elizabeth uh, uh, joined you and I research um, soon after uh, the, mm -hmm. uh, the, uh, the show with us. And right. uh, we ended up meeting with her at, uh, at Wilson castle. Um, she's actually been helping with with some of the productions and such. So, um, and even Jeremy's come through for her. Really? <laughs> oh, wow. Um, yeah. She's never met Jeremy. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, Jeremy has, um, it, it's a very different relationship. It's not, of obviously, of course, I'd rather have him here. Physically, um, right, right. Mm -hmm. Of course. But it's been interesting when he's come through other people. It's been interesting when he comes, he knows that for me, uh, I require different uh, many forms of verification because I, I I know my brother. So I mean, if somebody comes through and says your brother's sorry for what happened or what he did, it's well, I mean, that doesn't really tell me that that's my brother. I'm sure he's probably right, sorry. Right. Right. Uh, but when I've had some people that have come like straight through and uh, they they say something very specific, he says. 
mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. only I will know. Right, uh, right. It, it's quite incredible, and it gives me hope. And that's the big thing is is my mindset went from you know, yes, I, we've got to solve the paranormal. We've got to understand this and, and, uh, and help and be able to help people. But now it's, I've always been protective of my brother and the fact that my brother is on the other side and I have, it feels like I have no way of protecting him. And that's just the big, that's the big brother in me. Right. Right. Uh, I need to know that he's okay. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I need to know that he still exists. So that adds. So before there was some emotion to it because it was more of a societal impact. And I feel bad for Jeremy because he was indirectly, um, he was guilty by association because I was the one who opened up my mouth when I was a kid and talked about ghosts and well, immediately <laughs> I was labeled as right. I was crazy. Um, yeah. And 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 people started. Uh, when they realized that Jeremy was my brother, when he entered the same schools, they started making fun of him, bullying him. And right. it was simply because he was my brother and therefore guilty. By yep. association. Right. Right. So, um, talk so a bit, forces. <laughs> yeah, talk a little bit about this. There's a new project that you're working on, and I mm-hmm. saw the, the pictures of it, and it looks really interesting. Can you uh, talk a little bit about that? Is that the one from this past weekend? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, and this is tentatively titled, I, I give, uh, uh, all these projects, different weird names sometimes. So this one is, is titled, uh, project talking mirror. And the reason for this, I've never been a person that's because I've, after, you know, uh, doing this to like intensely doing research in the paranormal for, for over 21 years, I've never seen anything about attachments like no trends or anything of that sort that indicated attachments were a thing. I've never seen anything about mirrors. It was just like, I knew this stuff was going on, but I never saw anything that led me to head down that road. Um, And this one session, it was at another haunted location that we were filming at um, called Sweet Home Estate. And Katie, our, our team member, his second in command for our team, the COO, uh, Katie Peak, she, she was doing a spirit box session along with one of our other team members, Sarai Richardson. And I'm filming them and I'm watching as they're, they're testing the spirit box near these um, uh, uh, scrying mirrors. And I, I started seeing as they were talking and then they decided, I forgot what it was exactly that made Katie turn and actually start asking, Hey, is anybody with this mirror? Is anybody with this mirror? Um, but something made her turn and start doing that. And as she was putting the spirit box up to each one, she was getting different responses. Mm -hmm. And then some responses were stronger than others. And I started to notice a slight trend at the beginning of which, ones were giving strong responses and which ones weren't. Mm-hmm. So then I took the spirit box and uh, and started asking some uh, questions. I, I, I did a, a rating system of one through 10, one being the least powerful mirror and 10 being the strongest, but I was asking them to rate, uh, to rate the mirrors, essentially. We didn't really have like a, a massive measuring system like we didn't really have anything this was like a off-the-cuff thing and as i started pointing at each mirror um uh different spirit or different spirits were giving numbers between one through ten and of course i'm blown away at, at that now naturally from a researcher standpoint i'm like are they just you know are they just joking with me is this kind of just uh oh let's play a game with them um or is this real Mm -hmm. so that's what led me to go out and i bought purchased eight mirrors i didn't make them scrying i just basically took eight uh eight mirrors and took the uh trip wires uh brought them to wildwood sanitarium because the ghosts at wildwood sanitarium i've been going there since 2018 i've been there over 100 times right we have this personal connection between the spirits and i and, and our team. And I wanted to see, because I did some research on 
uh, different components of the spirit box that could have an impact or that could be impacted by mirrors. And it turned out, uh, based off what I was reading, there was the possibility that the spirit box could be enhanced by the mirrors from a physics standpoint when we talk about radio waves and such. Right, right. So I wanted to test that. And that's what led to uh, that experiment, which um, I haven't posted it, uh, posted anything publicly for the results yet. Um, I've been still reviewing them, but the, the first result, and, and I did have people that heard this when I played it back. I asked, the first thing I asked the, the, uh, the spirits of Wildwood to do was, can you say test? Within a few seconds, clear as day, you hear somebody say testing. Nice. And I unplugged my headset so I could see if everybody else could hear it just from my computer speakers. They didn't even have to come up to my computer and listen. They sat, they were sitting further back and they heard it from further back. Oh, wow. So, of course, I'm sitting there going, first result, yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> I was I was just like I as I as you were talking about mirrors, it occurred to me that um, old mirrors use silver nitrate on the backing of glass to form the mirror. Previous mm -hmm. mirrors were created from polished stones, um, like obsidian. But I'm thinking about probably the mirrors that have the best communication with them are going to be these older mirrors that are either out of stone or the ones that have the silver on them, because the silver is one of the the elements that um, are conductive. conductive yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and yeah. and that's something that we're going to end up having to test is the different qualities because even as i was reading and i was looking well do, do uh radio waves bounce off mirrors and such uh it was talking about different qualities of mirrors it depends on on the mirrors themselves and mm -hmm. what and, and i was like this is very interesting um so i ended up sending that to uh what i what i um looked up i sent it to katie um i think it was like the day after that happened um just and, and that's what caused me to go out and just just for the heck of it, it there were they're cheap mirrors they're seven dollars a piece i mean right. um but it was kind of a starting point i just wanted to see if there was anything to it and, I, and i'm gonna do different things so that was just like the first time we did 10 minutes with it um and i've got about uh at least 50 spirit box uh uh responses that i need to that were noticeable that were immediately noticeable that i want to uh, go back and review um and ultimately it could lead back to nothing but um after what i saw at sweet home um i wanted to test it somewhere else i wanted to test it in, in a different manner and uh what better way than than the spirits of wildwood on top of that my brother has a tendency to come to wildwood as well it was a second home for him as well Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So what would you say would be as of probably in the last six months, has there been something that you came across evidence wise um, that really made you shake your head? I would uh, honestly, that was probably that was, if anything, that's the most recent one that kind of just. <laughs> yeah. Um, there have been, um, I mean, I've gotten uh, a, a bunch of other evidence, but it's it. They're all pretty much following the trends um, right. that that I've been finding. That one was just the one that, after twenty one years, now I run into this. What? <laughs> right, 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 right. So it wasn't time for you to know this information yet. <laughs> right. So uh, let me let me ask you, John. Also, the do you think that since you research frequencies? Um, do you think that having different people who come to investigate a different collective um, investigate like Wildwood um, different different times and this and that, do you think that that frequency or, or whatever they bring to that location changes that frequency or the element of when you go back to investigate after, let's say, three or four different teams have been there or, you know what I mean? Yeah, Um so there was there was another study, and, and this was another one that uh, Jeremy and I were working on uh, when he was when he was alive, and it was because part of it was looking at um, auras. Um, mm -hmm. Now, obviously, that's kind of hard to document, but 
the one thing that that we questioned was um, with the, when it comes down to the living, um, you know, people get a, people's personalities can change when one person walks in the room and mm -hmm. and, you know, like, let's say they're, you know, angry or stressed or something like that. They just have like a negative energy. Everybody could be happy in the room. This one person enters and people don't know why. But all of a sudden they just they're like, ah, you know, mm -hmm. I'm so grumpy now. And right, right. Right. It, it made me it made me question about like, you know, um, whether the body is almost essentially kind of an antenna in itself or even we looked at the aura as yeah. we were arguing that the aura could essentially be the external antenna that sends a message because some type of energy has now uh, with a different frequency has entered that space. It's registering what that energy is and then sending the signal and saying, "Ooh, this is this is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, right. So right. it made us wonder about ghosts as well. Um, right. uh, with ghosts being, you know, a you know, different forms of energy. And from what we're seeing so far, it seems to be heading down the direction of uh, the category of light energy. Mm -hmm. um, if they walk in and let's say they're vibrating at a, a specific, a specific uh, frequency at the time, um, could that lead to the change in emotions for us? If we walk in, and where we have a, st a specific emotion, personality, or something going on, um, bad things going on in the background in our life, are we walking in and essentially they're like, eh, I don't like this. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Um, because I right. see people, Wildwood Sanitarium is a place of healing, and they're so nice there. The ghosts there are amazing. They interact with us all the time. So mm -hmm. when I hear people walking in and going, oh, I didn't really get anything, I'm like, they didn't like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and I, I think that goes with a lot of, you know, a lot of different other locations too. I believe that it, it's just the frequency or the intention that, that you're bringing into a location that you're, you know, walking in with, the spirits will be able to see that. So, you know, and I think that, you know, even when you talk about Wildwood in that sense and how, you basically know all those spirits and they seem to respect you and the communication is, 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 is flowing, you know? Um, and I'm curious if you've ever interviewed or talked to any other, uh, paranormal teams or, and, and just to, to see what they've got, if there is a trend of different element of frequencies and energies that, that go through that place to investigate compared to your history. You know what I mean? Uh, I have talked to other teams, um, and it, I, I, there, a lot of the ones I talk to, though, we end up um, uh, actually investigating together. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I mean, one of the uh, one of those people, uh, Rick Perry, um, from another paranormal team, he does. He comes to Wildwood a lot as well. Um, and when uh, when he comes in, it it doesn't necessarily change the dynamic. Um, so when I've talked to him before, I know the spirits respect him there as well. And he was mm -hmm. coming there for the longest time, uh, longest time too. Um, but we do see that uh, what we're noticing, and it's not even just team related. Sometimes it's, it's person related. Uh, mm -hmm. This, this happened with, um, so I have a, a, a established, uh, it, uh, you know, a, a friendship with a, a little boy spirit named Tommy at Wildwood. Uh, it's like mm -hmm. a seven, eight-year-old boy and, and um, who reportedly drowned. Mm -hmm. And so I started at one point bringing some toys and, you know, trying to play some ga games with him. Um, and he was responding uh, so well. And I always say I'm a child at heart. Like I, anybody right. who meets me, I'm like an all out. Go like I go from being like a super serious physics researcher to all of a sudden I'm this, this goofball. A goober, a goober. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, um, so, I'm a goober. <laughs> so what ended up, uh, what, what ended up happening is Katie wanted to play a game. She tried to get Tommy to do a hopscotch game. Tommy mm -hmm. wasn't responding at all. And mm -hmm. it's funny when you listen to Katie, because Katie, I, when I'm looking at the footage, she goes, I know you like John better. And, <laughs> and so she had me uh, uh, go and try to play the game. The moment mm -hmm. I called out to Tommy, uh, the, 
because we were using the uh, trip wires. We we lined it up and we were trying to do like a hopscotch game where we were right. trying to you know jump and do opposite sides and such. So as soon as I did it, boom, there was a response. Then I I said let's let's do a practice run. There was a response, um, and at that point I had not I had forgotten multiple times to bring a toy, and I promised him oh. that he has a good memory. He stopped responding, and I when I said when I ask. Um, is this because I forgot to bring the toys and oh. all of the strips, all of the strips. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. you were in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. boy. <laughs> I love it. I, yeah. brought the, I brought the toy the next time. Right. <laughs> I bet you did. Yeah, right. I've, got, yeah. I've got one person on my team that we all joke that if, if the resident skeptic is on an investigation, we're not going to have any activity. Yeah. It happens. Right. But so, he right. did, he did get an, he did get an experience at one of the investigations, but a very small one. And he's like, oh, I can't debunk that. And I'm like, yeah, I know you can't. <laughs> right. So right. maybe, maybe we've got him open to where he can, you know, we'll have, activity with him there but yeah we've got one that we just you know it's like do we really want to take jim <laughs> yeah, right. and you you kind of need that too i mean there's going to be a skeptic that's going to go on the investigation that we're going to do on the 18th in rock island and um he's never had an experience paranormal or supernatural or anything like that so it's it's kind of like he's not saying he's saying i don't believe it's just the fact that i've never had experience and so i can be kind of skeptic which is fine, but his frequency is different, and I think that it'll be a good fit. You know what I mean? So if he doesn't have any experiences, I'm sure he will. And I'm excited. Yeah, me too. To see. I can't have a camera on when it happens. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> So, I said that from the very beginning. I want a camera on him when he sees his first full body apparition. Right. His right. mouth will be literally right. down to his belly button. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> right. So um getting getting back to the Wildwood, um it seems to me that since you have such good rapport there, have is is there other places that you have a similar rapport to? Not as much. Um I mean, I, I've gone to um, I've gone to several other locations multiple times. Um, the most recent one is the uh, Sweet Home Estate. Um, I've been starting to make rapport with um, with some of the uh, with some of the spirits there. Um, again, most notably the kids again, uh, because mm -hmm. we we played a game and uh, Ed, the owner, um, he had there's a there's a child's room in there and he usually plays like cartoons or something like that for them he'll just leave it in uh, leave a tablet in there for them and, and other different things um so we tried to play we tried to play a game with some of the kids up there uh there was one point where we did uh uh i think it was like it was a it was a type of hiding hide and seek game and we had the spirit box going we were asking them okay you need to you need to count down um before uh, before you go look or something like that and mm -hmm. we actually heard kids counting down oh cool <laughs> yeah um there was one point where we tried to do a facetime i was like we're gonna we're gonna try something you know they may not uh, i was like you, i'm sure you've never seen this before so we put i we put one phone in the room with some trip wires um and and uh, uh some team or we were, I was with another uh, team. Uh, they invited me out, so we decided, let's try this. I put my tripwires in there. They put some cat balls down, and I we put a phone in there, and we did a FaceTime. So we were in the kitchen, and we had this up in the upstairs uh, area mm -hmm. in the child's room, and we were trying to get them to do things and, and go up to the phone and wave, come on, you know, come up and wave to us and give us the peace sign or something. Mm -hmm. And we kept on watching the phone blur. Every time we were asking to wave, it was like someone was coming up and it was like picking up and it was just like, it started Very blurred. cool. So we had a lot of fun with that. At some points, yes, there were some activations of some equipment and some of it was was on command. Um, right. Uh, then afterwards, apparently there were some, uh, uh, Ed said that uh, uh, when I wasn't uh, around there he said during the time period between the next uh from that point until the time we showed back up the kids had called out for me oh, um, wow. 
So I think we're starting to head in that direction there. Um, Wildwood Sanitarium, I know it's funny because there was a live that was done there and, and I ended up getting contacted saying, uh, the spirits of Wildwood are looking for you. They're asking where you are. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the, to me, that's the importance of going to these locations and, and establishing a rapport because I'll tell you, one of the spirits that, uh, I, and I, I know I use Wildwood as an example, but it's a, it's a really good one. Dr. Perry, he's typically a man of few words there. Um, he, for the longest time, he would always tell me to get out uh, when I would go up to the third floor. And it took a while, but once Jeremy and I went up there, we established why we were there um, mm -hmm. because we, it, there was a whole roofing project. It's a restoration project. We were trying to support it, uh, the, support the owners, Lori and, and, and Brooke, because they're trying to, uh-oh. Um, oh, it's okay. He's still here somewhere. <laughs> But keep going. Uh, we, we, we were trying to assist with uh, uh, helping them bring in funds to uh, restore yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the roof. The thing is, is that if the roof were to fall, mm -hmm. uh, collapse, the first place to go would be Dr. Perry's area that he typically resides in. So I went up there and I said, you know, I know you typically tell us to get out and you may be frustrated that we are here all the time, um, despite you saying this. But I said, understand that we respect what you and Dr. Henderson did when you got when you were all alive. We respect this place; it's historical. We respect mm -hmm. uh, we we respect all that. And I said, we're trying. The reason we're here is we're raising funds to save this area, to save your area, to save the roof. Because if the roof collapses, your place is going. Your part of the area is going first. Oh yeah. And despite the fact that you've told us to get out a numerous amount of times, we're still trying to help you. Yeah. Ever Absolutely. since then, ever since then, we never got to get out from him again. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, it's the same thing that I'm getting over at the Octagon Hall because I've been up there now three times. And every time that I go, the experiences that I have get stronger. They get more prevalent and more displayed, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. um, but I've also, I've also wanted to have a one that I could definitely say, yeah, this is my place. This is where I come to go go setting. And, you know, there's a couple of friends here in the area that they have their own places. There's a new one that's about ready to come online that our, 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 uh, our guest that couldn't make it was going to be the, he was going to, that's his place. Mm -hmm. And I've been out there now with him twice. And the, the first time I was out there, they were a little bit upset because I'm a northerner. I'm a Yankee and this house is steeped in Confederate history. Mm. And so the last time I went, I took the Confederate Pledge of Allegiance with me. And in the middle of the main room, I said the Confederate Pledge of Allegiance. And we had activity that night to the point where we got a full on conversation between a man and a woman. That's awesome. It was, it was perfect. It's like, okay, that's what I needed to do. That's what exactly what I needed to do. Yeah. I, I, I think that it's, it's kind of, once you have that relationship with them, if you go back, it's not, you don't make a one-time journey. No. Because it's like meeting a person for the, you know, meeting a person one time and then that's it. It's like, you're not going to know who this person is. They may not, they're not necessarily going to know who you are. You don't know who they are. And once you, meet each other more and you talk more you establish this relationship it, I, that's where i see that the activity tends to to change but it changes in a way that they uh tends to be more positive in the sense that they're they become comfortable they're willing to talk to you and then you know then you start you're able to start asking going can you help me out with this like i do that at, at wildwood all the time can I, i'm looking to do this research project can you help mm -hmm. um, right and then uh, there's one point, there's a response that we got because we started, this is kind of a bit weird, but this is the relationship that we have. Mm -hmm. um, we asked if uh, they would be willing to start what we call the spiritual science team. Now I heard they have their own name on the other side for it, but it's meant it was my brother, uh, Dr. Henderson, and one of the nurses uh, from Wildwood that are teaming up and they're basically helping to uh, helping us with experiments. We actually do presentations where we put up a, a screen and everything. We show them data that we've, we found we'll play some of the evidence for them. We look to get their responses. We essentially have meetings with them. Mm -hmm. um, 
even from other locations, we'll bring them stuff and say, do, you know, can you help us with this? One of the responses when we said, you know, can you help us with this uh, over the spirit box? There was a, uh, a gentleman, which it sounded like Dr. Henderson. Uh, he said, we're ready to help. Wow. That is awesome. Absolutely awesome. That. So, a paranormal research I, I'm team so on the other side. I'm so excited that I, I'm I, I cannot I can't contain myself when I think about it, but I'm so excited that there's so many of us as paranormal researchers who are actually being researchers. Mm -hmm. We're actually gathering data, we're actually forming theories, we're testing those theories and trying to find out what's going on here. Unlike uh, uh, there unlike what the field was when I started back in 2010, where it's just go out and get yourself scared. And that's yeah. just not what we're, that's just not what we're here for at all. So he's uh, back again. He's about ready to come on. There he is. There I am. Yeah. No, my, there that's what are. happens when you don't, when you don't have a, a, your computer really anymore and you have to do things on your phone until you get a new one, oh. your uh -huh. phone overheats in the summertime. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, but it's, it's all right. What I, I miss? Not oh, we, very much. We we had the rest of our conversation. You'll have to catch it on the replay. <laughs> well, the biggest thing you miss is we 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 discussed the official facts about the universe and and everything. Yeah. So everything it's, it's is solved. explained. Man, yeah, I freaking it missed done. it. Shit. See? Damn it. Freaking now, technology. Replay. I tell replay, you. dude. Replay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, we, it's so, not, um, and, and the answer is 42. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> oh, I have man. signed Douglas Adams books, by the way. <laughs> oh. Hey, speaking of books, don't you have a book coming out, John? Yes. Ooh, congratulations. Um, thank you. First one? It's technically second one. Um, the first book I've kind of uh, I've pulled off uh, the market for the uh, for the most part. I mean, it's not it wasn't really do it wasn't really going anywhere. But um, I look back at it now and I'm like, what, what the going? heck was going through my head? <laughs> <laughs> this one watching I'm, that I'm, would probably be your best seller watch. You know. <laughs> <laughs> now we all know about it. We're going to go get right, it. Right, right. <laughs> There's uh, the, the, the new book is um, is titled uh, Paranormal Puzzle, The Illuminated Loners. It's uh, I'm aiming to get it out by the end of October, latest November. Um, nice. And uh, it, it there's uh, it's a again, it's a book dedicated uh, to my brother. Um, it's it's basically essentially the story of both of us, the haunting we went through um the research our thoughts on um basically it talks about our discussions about uh what we found in life um and then it also explains about that day what happened and and uh um what how it changed the mission and 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 all that so it kind of gives a a, a view that people didn't they didn't know they knew we had conversations people who have met us know that we were very in depth and or like really deep into uh the mm -hmm. research and stuff but how far and what led us to you know all this and what led up to the moment that he took his life um the book goes into all of that so i'm gonna ask you a question um do you guys have any scientific background at all or are you just are you have you just garnered what you could as you've proceeded throughout the years so it, pretty much the, the latter um okay. we don't have we don't have any scientific background jeremy was very self-taught but tr tr if uh, he brought some of his work to some uh uh, some professors and he blew their minds because they were asking very him what, cool. what what his uh degree was and he didn't have one um very it was, cool it's the same with me our our team uh because we started identifying different trends and see there's so much stuff online that i could it, like even some scientists that post things on on youtube and all that i go and i watch the videos how do you do this um and then of course naturally for me i need to see consistency so i'll look across and see if other people are saying the same thing or is it just one person mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but then with my job that i originally had i became um 
the leader and developer for a, a new division um, called Training and Intelligence Division. Mm-hmm. And it focused a lot on um, uh, collecting intelligence for p- potential safety, security-related issues. I was a security lieutenant. And uh, there was a person that I met that did that knew how to do all these pivot tables and they, they knew more about trend identification and such. So I actually said, uh, I actually sat down with her and I was like, can you teach me more about this? Because I knew how to do statistics, but I didn't know it on her level. So she taught me and I applied it into my paranormal research. Uh, so it, I've been getting knowledge from so many areas and many very creditable. Uh, we, our team ended up um, getting contacted by a university professor, state university at Albany. Um, his name was Dr. John Foley. Unfortunately, he passed away. Um, uh, but he saw what we did because there was a, a project we were working on where we were attempting to pinpoint certain activity before it happens. Mm-hmm. We, we ended up having an 89.4% accuracy. Oh, the- far out. Yeah, for the, that, that that was the first time we did it um and I, i'm not going to say that we got 89.4 percent uh every time we had many different fluctuations that was our highest um mm-hmm. average or highest score um and the person knew the uh, the owner of the restaurant that we did this at because i basically walked into the restaurant i said I don't want you to tell me anything. I don't want you to tell me where the, where you've seen go or any apparitions. I don't want you to tell me where you heard noises. I'm going to tell you, you tell me after. Mm-hmm. And, That's the way I like it too. And, and we based it off of what our studies were, the statistics that we had and tried to see if, if the, the statistics for all these other areas that we gotten, and they were more baseline. Mm-hmm. Um, and tried to see if we could apply it to this place that we've never been to. And with that accuracy level, he ended up knew he knew this professor because he came and said uh, he was uh, the professor was a part of a band. Mm-hmm. So he contacted him and said, "You gotta hear what happened." So he contacts him, and all of a sudden, I'm getting a phone call out of the blue uh, from this professor, um, and that he had two research teams or. Uh, uh, research teams based out of New York and California mm-hmm. and and he wanted to meet up and learn about the research we were doing so right I ended up bringing a bunch of uh, stuff I had uh, I had statistics and stuff ready for him and when he looked at the stuff he was like this is creditable and I remember at one point and keep in mind this is a professor I'm talking to mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. I I ask him, I said, you know, you never really asked me about my certifications. Um, you never asked me about a degree. Don't you have, is there any, um, what, what, don't, isn't that like you know, requirements that right, I, to right. be even be talking to you? <laughs> and, Unfortunately. And he, he said, um, it does. He, he told me that, no, it doesn't matter if you can bring to me information um, and you have your documentation all lined up and it's, it's plausible. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who it comes from. Right. That's exactly and, right. And I was, I was blown away by this. And now I was, my family could tell you this and even past friends and such. I am known for being one of the most stubborn or stubborn per- people, especially back, like back then, back then. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. My parents could stand stand it when I was growing up because I was right. It didn't matter if you proved it to me that I was wrong. I was right because I'm John Griffin and that's it. Um, Are you a Taurus? <laughs> no, Leo. Oh. Oh, yeah. My personality started to change because there was a point where there was a hypothesis I had. My hypothesis was wrong. The person who proved it wrong was myself, but I couldn't accept that it was wrong because I can't be wrong. So <laughs> imagine that conflict. <laughs> the, the, professor, uh... the professor said something I needed to hear. And it was so, something so simple. He goes, uh, because to me, it's like, if you're, if you're going to be a scientist and all that, how could you be wrong? Like, it, it doesn't ruin your credibility and such. And no. he, he looked at me and he goes, John, remember this. Researchers have the right to be wrong. Ooh, right. and, I like that. And then I brought that to my brother 
and my brother, he was happy to hear this because he knew I was stubborn too. Um, Jeremy goes, I would like to add to that. Every wrong answer is an answer. Mm -hmm. huh? Yeah. And yeah. And, and so I kind of have to say it in a John Griffin way because I'm like, okay, let me translate this just so I can make sure I'm, I'm understanding this. You're saying that the, all these answers, when I'm closing a door, you're saying that I'm essentially going to, it's it's leading to the right door. Eventually I'm going to open up the door and I'm getting closer. It's not like I, because you get an answer, you find out, for instance, the hypothesis is wrong and it's like, you feel like you're back at square one where you're actually not at square one. You've been walking down a series of hall, or a long hallway with a bunch of doors and you're making your way towards the, the door that inevitably is going to be it. You've eliminated you. possibilities. Yeah, and I never saw it that way. I just saw it as a wrong answer. I'm back at the beginning. I yeah. suck. This is terrible. No, no. <laughs> yeah. no right. the, yeah, the, no. the whole process of research is eliminating possibilities. Right. And it's something I had to learn. It's mm -hmm. some, it, it took years, and I wish I had learned it sooner. I wish Stubborn Me was more open back then. Um, but I'm grateful. But you learned it now. I yeah, mean, you know. You got you it. Know? I mean, yeah, I mean, it, we all, everybody's a late bloomer. I don't care who you are. Yeah, There's yeah. always somebody's a late bloomer on something. You know, I don't know? even think it's late blooming. I think it's that we all bloom at our own specific time. Yeah. It, it might, it, it may Some be of us just take longer. It may be that, you know what? It, it, I, you know, I, it sounds weird again. I like, I'm going into more of a spiritual part, part here, but it's almost like, you know, the, the universe is setting you up for when you need to have it. Oh, it's yeah. Like, exactly. Oh, well, that's something me, yeah, me and Kelly both know that. <laughs> yeah, we know that personally. Shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's just talk tell about my last year. Yeah. yeah, tell us something we don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, yeah, anything yeah. goes on this show. So, don't, you could swear, you could talk about whatever you want. So, it's, oh, it's, it's all gosh. good. It, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I can go and be your hypothesis for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. The last right. five years for me, I mean, right. the last six yeah. years, six years basically for me have been just, oh my God, incredible. Right. Just, right. I never, oh, yeah. ever, right. ever pictured myself to be where I'm at right now. Right. And, and the, the and universe set me up the whole way. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, if, if you're if you're believing that this just happens by chance, no, it doesn't, no. It doesn't. there are no coincidences. <laughs> there nope, are nope, no coincidences. Nope. There's a logical for answer reason. for every for everything. Mm -hmm. Yep. So yep. yeah, that's the way you got to think about it. But yeah, yeah with your research, uh, John, I mean, I'm sure that you guys write papers. We have been doing uh, uh, documents that we've. Um, trying to formalize everything now. So now that I've gotten even more experience and such, and again, you know, doing uh, 17 years of, of, of security work and having to focus on, well, what if this were to go to court and all that? Oh, yeah. um, it, you know, that's kind of my mindset. I'm not saying my documents would go to court, but it's like, right. I, right. I you think mind. about that though. You have to, you have to, well, that's what a scientist has to do. I mean, you got to think about this is going to be reviewed by other people. And that's, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people that will go out and they'll find evidence, but okay. Unless you can, it's, unless you have evidence of what happened, it's just a great story. Yeah. We, now, I, I mean, I, there are, we do, um, show uh show our uh, you know evidence so to speak every every so often um but a lot of our stuff uh we hold in we're analyzing and we have um we're setting it up that we're trying to get everything organized to send out to mm -hmm. um universities and the people that we're looking to send them out to um uh you know we're looking for people that have that open mind that are more of a neutral standpoint mm -hmm. um because for us it's like for me, I've, I've gone through, you know, different phases of, of types of research and my research is now officially on a neutral standpoint um, where it's verification. It's not skeptic. It's not believer. Mm -hmm. It's I've got to shut all of that off because otherwise there's the unconscious bias. Right. Right. And right. Right. I'm looking for those uh, specific scientists that are out there um, at, at the universities and such that have that 
um, neutral standpoint where if I approach them and say, you know, I've got this paranormal research I've been doing, they, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. right. You, you, you know, you know, Shane Feet, my other host, right? Yeah. You, you know, yeah. Shane. Okay. Talk about, you know, documenting stuff and, and being scientific and everything. Picking his brain. I mean, seriously. I mean, that's something he would be great as a, you know, if you were to come visit with, with you guys and investigate and talk about the scientific ramifications of, of this and the evidence of this and everything. Yeah. He's very smart and he's a, yeah. Pick his brain sometime, you know, and he's, he loves that, you know, and mm -hmm. I mean, that's what he does. And I, I have to tell you because there's times where I talk to him and it, uh, I feel dumb. I'm not kidding. I'm just like, man, stop. I mean, yeah. I, feel, I feel dumber, you know, because I don't know the scientific side of it. So talking with you, John, and talking about the scientific ramifications of things and the evidence and all that is truly interesting and fascinating to find out how you come up with the hypothesis of things and how you guys use, like your last one, use mirrors and, and even what Kelly said with the, the, the type of mirror, you know, I mean, so all this thing plays, plays into, you know, finding real evidence. And I think that you're totally right on the track. I mean, you have been, I've been watching your stuff and with you and I and um, paranormal puzzle on um, paraplays and you guys, you guys know your stuff, you know, I gotta write that so anybody, I yeah, watch yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. Anybody that, that doesn't know who John is. Um, you're living under a rock. So <laughs> I come out every now and then. Hey, every now, every, every now and then. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm one of these ones where I don't like to watch other groups, but I've started to find that with Paraflix, I can find groups that are actually uh, like my team is because my team, we're not, we do not identify as ghost hunters. We identify as paranormal researchers. So. I'm, I am this. I am the same way. Mm -hmm. For me, the three are very different. They are, um, and they are. and you know, and I've been through all the phases. I've I've done the ghost hunting stuff. I've collected stuff. No data. No none. No nothing. Mm -hmm. um, I went into investigations, going into uh, you know residentials and businesses, and then um, and then I focused on on the research and. The reason I'm focusing more on the research now is in order to be able to help people more, you have to know what you're, you have to have like understandings of, of what's going on. So when I'm walking into a place, I'm going, well, this is unexplained, but blah, 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 blah. Here's what's mm -hmm. happening. It's like, but it's unexplained. Right. How can I tell you what's actually happening? Right. So right. It, it's like, it's like a doctor going in and telling you and diagnosing treatment and everything with a new disease that's never been uh, researched. Right. So, yeah. right. Right. So that's kind of, so what I'm trying to do and I, I, I'm doing it not, I mean, also of course for the scientific community, uh, but for also the paranormal community is that I'm trying to get this data and I'm trying to, um, uh, do research so that I could put stuff together, put it out there. Um, and whether people want to look at it or not, it's, it is what it is, but yeah. you know, if they right. somebody right. pursue and move their research forward, mm -hmm. then we've mm -hmm. done our job. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, yeah. and it also helps, it also helps to test the theories at different locations. Yes. Because is it going to, is it going to happen the same way at a location A as it did location B? Does location C have the same thing? Because unless we can start finding the patterns between all of the different locations, we're not on something that's going to be a set thing you, you, you know? said you said something uh that that just clicked something uh oh, cool. one of the people that that commented jeremy york uh towards the mm -hmm. beginning another uh leader for paranormal team things he did an experiment and he, he he talked to me about his results and then he asked if i could try it so i went and did it at um a couple other locations i actually sent him back the data the oh nice and uh it, it come to find out what he was working on did change the dynamic of the haunting and it was something so simple and it caused other people once they saw that to go and test it at other locations so oh, now i'm interested now i'm very interested <laughs> yeah yep 
Your picture you just makes it weirder. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. <laughs> you just look really <laughs> funny right now, Jay. I know. Um, I'm trying to cool my phone so it doesn't shut oh, off. Oh, put it in front of the. the uh, put it in front of the. Uh, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, there you that's, go. The, the trials yeah, and, and tribulations. So, so can you share what it was that he changed the the dynamic the investigation? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, he did his a bit different, but it was something as simple as a dog whistle. Um, okay. So he was he was blowing a, a dog whistle, but dog whistles have different frequencies depending on which dog whistle you use. Exactly. 18,000 hertz, 20,000 hertz, 22,000 hertz. So, I mean, depends on which one you use. Uh, I used a, uh, a dog whistle at um, Wilson Castle. It it changed a bit of the dynamic there. And then I, at Wildwood Sanitarium, I warned them. I said, listen, I don't want to ruin our relationship. I don't know what this does to you. I have questions. Mm -hmm. So we did a baseline at Wildwood. Okay, here's our typical baseline. Yep, the statistics are normal. Um, we did the dog whistle. Tried to see what reactions we got from that. We saw the stats start to change. And then one, the areas that were typically active just depleted. Oh, and wow. The basement, which is not the most active area in the place at all, the, the, the stats just like shot up. And so after doing this for many years and then this happened, it it literally, if you were to see all our statistics of the times we've been there versus this right. one experiment, right. it changed. It flipped it completely. Oh, wow. Now, wow. It, went back, it eventually went back to normal. So if we go there now, we get our regular, our, our regular trends. How um, long did it take to go back to normal? Just within the day. Oh, okay. All right. So yeah. it wasn't a long period of time. Yeah, no, no, no. Once we went back there the next time, we were, everything was normal. So, I mean, um, but yeah, it was like, it, 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 it's like it killed the activity. It was really wow. weird. Wow. That's See now I'm See, starting to think are, about, yeah, yeah. I'm starting to think about frequencies and I'm starting to think about frequencies of spirits and you know everything yeah, vibrates yeah. at a certain does this interrupt their frequency does it make them go oh my ears hurt I mean what is it that what is There's it so many different doing? avenues that you could study frequencies and you know spiritual um, mm -hmm. emotions and frequencies and yeah it's just it's the it's endless. I mean, you could right. take, you could go down a rabbit hole and not come out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can get out of the rabbit holes. It just takes me a while. Yeah. <laughs> right. I like my rabbit holes. Wow. This right. Is cool. right. This is very cool. I'm going to send you a friend request on Facebook so I can, you know, watch yeah. it, watch your work. Yeah. 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 So I, I think we're we're about out of time right now, and plus yep, the fact that are. I don't want to lose my phone because you know yes, yes. I suck. I, well, no, you I just haven't that. made a decision. You no, it's not that you don't you, you don't suck. It's just you haven't made your decision yet. I know, I know. And when it's time to make the decision, you'll make the decision. Right on whether I get a new system or not get a new system. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. Right. So we want to thank we, yeah, yeah. We yeah, thank you John. We want to thank you so much for yeah, it's it's been another great show because of the fact that your information on your research is unparalleled. Um it's it's fascinating and I I can't wait to see what you're doing next. Yeah. And yeah. And and good thank luck with so that much. book, that second book, the one that yeah, you good the, luck. the other one you won't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, mine so. comes, mine's my first one's gonna be born in 2024. So nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so I, I get the feeling. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So we want to thank everybody for tuning in. Thank and, you all. Appreciate yeah, and it. uh next Monday we have another guest that I don't remember who oh, it'll be a surprise. I didn't bring my folder down. It'll be a That's surprise. Right. Um it'll be a surprise. Uh, yeah. It's the one before, so it's going to be Chris Sumner. Chris Sumner oh, from, Chris Sumner. from uh, the Scott, Scott right. County Jail here in Tennessee. Nice. Mm -hmm. Okay, nice. Yep, I just got her bio and stuff uh, in the email the other day. Okay. So, yeah. So you could find this show on Studio 6 Productions, which is also on uh, Ghost Planet Network on Roku. So, yeah, this will be uh, uploaded 
not sure when, but I'm sure soon. So you can check us out there. Uh, please check out um, John and you and I and Paranormal Puzzle on Paraplex because that is that is an awesome, awesome show. So, again, I want to thank everybody. You can find us on every uh, outlet, Facebook, Twitter, and yep. Instagram. And, John, where can we also find you besides Paraplex and Facebook? Um, we do have we do have Twitter. We're, we are primarily on Facebook, though, with uh, uh, the Path to Communication as well as Paranormal Puzzle by You and I Research, um, okay. and uh, Twitter where there is uh, uh, well, we're listed as Paranormal Puzzle, but they can find us with You and I Research as well as uh, TikTok. Okay. Oh yeah, I forgot. I were, I were, I'm on TikTok too. So yeah, yeah that's the new TikTok. trend. I'm not on TikTok. No. <laughs> no. So, yeah. It's so, all yeah, videos. So, and I do videos. So. Yeah. so so this this episode will be uploaded to everywhere you get your audio podcast. So thank you again, everybody. Thank you, yes, John. Thank and you I so thank much. you, Kelly. And everybody have a fantastic day. Yes, please do. It's a great Labor Day. Thank you. Bye. Bye.